welcome to Powered by Magic, where we discuss topics surrounding magic and common, or not so common, questions. Let's take this journey together. Hi, I'm Tatiana. And I'm Sylvia. And we are coming to you from Eugene, Oregon. We invite you to conjure up a room and ride with us. Hey everyone, we were just hoping that you might, you know, chime in and let us know what your questions are. Yes, please. And I was just thinking, even if you don't have questions, maybe you know somebody who has asked you questions and you could maybe, if you have had trouble answering them, maybe we can help. Yeah. This whole podcast has been about learning and we'd like to learn with you. Exactly. Yeah. Well put. Please, please. We'd really love to hear from you and work from there. Yeah. We're really depending on you guys for our second season. Yes because we're running out of things to do here. <laughs> and you don't want to hear us ramble on like I guess you usually do, huh? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Oof. Oof. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. I think the last time that we spoke, I w- was talking about my kitty cat who passed away, Yeah. which was about two weeks before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And as you well know, I got a kitten. I got him on Christmas Eve morning which is kind of cool for many reasons. One is I celebrate Christmas Eve. It was Mm. like a present to myself for Christmas. It was also extremely magical about how it came about. And I won't go into all the details because it's not exactly that, you know, important or, you know, interesting necessarily, but it was magical. His name is Bechet, which means in Gaelic, so mote it be. Smib. Smib. He is all gray and he is just so much fun, extremely fast yes ember is had to has taken to him it's taken actually a little under two weeks so i'm really impressed Mm -hmm. to let them run free and right now they are running free so i'm going to apologize in advance that they may make noises that i can't take out of this recording (laughs) by the way thanks to me this is our second round in recording it's a take two yeah my my flub (laughs) it's okay i forgot to turn my microphone on for pete's sake (laughs) she's forgiven me so we're moving on anyway how are you doing pretty good now that i've got my car fixed up christmas night i was going to go home but it started snowing it was snowing hard enough that i decided no i'm going to stay over at my parents place because that's where i was at and i'm going to go in the morning well that morning um after christmas i go out to my car there's snow everywhere and i go to turn on my windshield wipers to wipe the snow off my car yeah no it came up with a brrrr oh terrible it sounded like teeth rubbing against each other or whatever and it just would not work they were shot the windshield wiper was shot the motor was shot my dad took me into town and we went and ordered the part there was actually two different parts that it could be depending on you know my car supposed to come in the next day next day i called no part because snow okay yeah supposed to come in the next day fine sure uh next day i get a call and they say we have a part the particular saying there is a part because they had ordered two we get in there and it's not the right one. Oh no i remember her telling me about this and fortunately that day it was i already had that day off it was fine you know i was supposed to get my adhd testing 
And the doctor called the day before and said, hey, I can't make it in. Can we reschedule? I had to call in a day at work to wait for the part that came in the next day, finally. Finally. Took three days. Mm. We got the part in, no problem. It's, everything's fine. My windshield wipers rest a little high, but that can be easily taken care of. My car works now. I have windshield wipers. They work just fine. Yeah, and we are here now recording. I think we had to postpone. Did we postpone because of that? Oh, no, it was just because of Christmas. Oh, it was both. Yeah, it was both. (laughs) Sorry. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. That's okay. In today's episode, we are going to be covering Imp Bulk. I think you have a god or goddess prepared for us. Yes, we have Breed today. Breed is the Celtic goddess of smithing, healing, wisdom, wells, motherhood, divination, poetry, protection, and domesticated animals. Her description is a beautiful red-haired woman often seen holding a flame or a smith's hammer. Duties is protecting the livestock and houses from fire, being an inspiration to poets and a healer. She is a daughter of the Dachta, sister to, I still can't pronounce those, Sermate, Angus, Aid, and Bodderg. I tell you what, I, I know we come across some names in here, and that is another thing we would not mind having feedback on because yeah. it's really difficult to figure out how these are pronounced. Mm-hmm. She is the wife or consort of Bress and the mother of Ruadon. I have a couple of very short stories there weren't a whole lot of longer stories to really exemplify her character. So I had I could only pick from a couple of short stories that I found. Breed was born at sunrise and she glowed so fiercely that the neighbors rushed over thinking the house was on fire. Hmm. And when Breed's son was killed, she cried and screamed. Thus came Keening to the Celtic lands. And what is Keening? It's a screaming cry. Oh, okay, right. I have heard of that. Yeah. Interesting facts. She is thought to have become saint breed in the Catholic religion. There's a lot of really interesting similarities between the two. Yeah, they definitely tried to convert people by taking her on as a saint. Mm-hmm. Her flame was tended by 19 virgins, 19 being a sacred number to breed. It was one of those, like, kind of... In- eternal fires kind of like what the vestal virgins did Mm -hmm. she is often celebrated on imbolc which is february 1st she has also been celebrated as a three-in-one goddess all named breed one for smithing one for poetry and one for wells and divination also healing breed unlike most of the celtic gods and goddesses was not tied to a certain place and so her worship was quite widespread Her symbols are fire, poetry, crafting projects, and wells. Okay, I'm going to interject. I've been, I don't know, all season just sitting here. My six-year-old keeps coming out in me every time she says duties. I can't help myself. I just want to laugh. I, I, my brain immediately every time and I'm like, I can't just, I can't get through this without a little giggle to myself. <laughs> it's a six year old. And I am not a person of that kind of humor as Sylvia could well attest to. Mm-hmm. It's not my style. 
but yeah duty duty <laughs> all right okay i digress we now have the superstition for the podcast our superstition this time is wishing on a star stars in ancient times were considered to be divine falling ones were considered rare they were often associated with faiths and angels there are two common versions of where this derives from one would be in the europeans belief that dead people's souls were falling from the sky and then wishing upon them would bring them luck hmm. the second is from the greek astronomer oh i tried this before ptolemy ptolemy, ptolemy? yeah okay i never heard of him <laughs> who believed that the gods moved the skies pulled them apart and when they did so a star might fall from between the gap in which case the person would close their eyes and make a wish while the gods looked down upon them offering a blessing of sorts hmm. now in romania if a person saw a shooting star it was a foreshadowing of their death soon to come and this was because of their belief that each soul was tied to a star in the sky they actually saw each star as a candle and one falling meant it had been blown out huh yeah i thought that was very interesting yeah, I, like I like it yeah i like it too that's a lot of flavor there <laughs> indigenous australians have believed that a shooting star can be a good or a bad omen good because it brought kind spirits to the earth bad because it would also bring black magic down with it interesting side fact this is now the Disney theme song, which was first introduced in Disney movie Pinocchio in 1940. Very interesting. I thought so. I thought it was just a cute little add-on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. History. Yeah. History of Imbolc. Yes. The history of Imbolc is, first of all, known as ewe's milk or butter bag. It is also spelt in various different ways, which you can find in our notes. I couldn't even possibly try to say them in a different way. I think they all come out as Imbolc, basically. Mm-hmm. Imbolc is a time between Yule, also known as winter solstice, and the spring equinox. It takes place during the ewing season, or milking time, which is suggestive of the womb of spring. It is that moment of gestation in the coming of spring. For this reason, Imbolc is associated with fertility. Often you will hear reference to Imbolc connected to the time when lambs are being born. The importance of the ewe and the lamb had to do with how people would survive based on how plentiful the milking season was. Because of this association in Ireland, Imbolc was often celebrated by eating lamb's meat. Hmm, okay. Imbolc today has set dates in which to celebrate. However, due to the nature of its connection to the lambing season, it would have been celebrated at different times in different areas. <laughs> There's my cat. <laughs> that would definitely be Bichet. <laughs> Therefore, the nature of who would partake was more localized to each community. That is to say that it would have been more a celebration done for the townsfolk, unlike something like Samhain, and some other rituals, which was meant for everyone to join in. Mm -hmm. This all predates the Christian times and was celebrated throughout the British Isles. The goddess Breed was and is a central part of the celebration. The Celts saw her as a triple goddess of smithcrafting, healing, 
and poetry, maiden, mother, and crone. Sylvia has obviously just touched on that. It is said that dollies were made and placed in baskets to symbolize babes in the womb. Not only that, something I'd never heard before, is a tradition in which some might lay down a sheet in front of their front door to offer bed for breed. <laughs> that is so distracting. To offer a bed for breed. In another tradition, they might place a line of ashes from the hearth across the front door on the eve of Imbolc. If it had been disturbed by footsteps, it was a good sign of what was to come in the rest of the year. And I take this to mean that that was a blessing from Breed, meaning she had blessed their house and come through. Yeah. It was considered a time to bless tools used for planting and harvesting to bring about better crops. Now, these may not have been the only tools that were consecrated during this time, but those are the ones that had been mentioned. Okay. This is the time of internal transformation. Since smith crafting is transformative, one of Breed's talents, it is associated with fire and thus with imbolc. Fire makes this a celebration about the beginnings of the light, bringing in the spring, and it is known as a fire festival. This only touches on the history. There is absolutely much more to be had. Let us move on to the modern day imbolc. Yeah. Imbolc is, as she said, a fire festival and is the first of the dark time of year. Instead of celebrating the sun itself, though, we're celebrating the return of the light. This is a time to celebrate renewal. Renewal of the light. Renewal of our vows as witches. Renewal of our living area. Spring cleaning, anyone? <laughs> renewal of the child inside all of us as spring comes about. It is also a time where our ideas from Yule begin to sprout from seeds. They've not yet reached the surface, but will soon. Since this is a time of preparation of birth, this is also a very popular time to do initiations into the craft or initiations into different levels of the craft. This is more specifically for covens and such, but if you're a solitary, you could also do your own initiation at this time. Yeah. Breed is very often honored during this Sabbath. She is mostly seen in her smithing aspect during Imbolc, as in that aspect she is a deity of fire and light but that doesn't take away from her other aspects of inspiration, poetry, wells, and divination. And healing. And healing. Another association of Imbolc is that of divination, even more specifically weather divination. Groundhog's Day on February 2nd this year is when a groundhog, in the U.S. the groundhog's name is Puxatawney Phil, looks out from his hole and if he sees a shadow there will be more winter to come. If there's no shadow, spring is on its way. This is also a time for beginning the spring cleaning. Light will be peering into corners that haven't seen light in months. It is time to prepare for the light and cleaning what gets in the way of new movement is a way to do that. At this time, Imbolc is usually celebrated February Eve or the evening of January 31st to February 2nd. This was not always so and came about as the Christians created Candlemas on the specific date of February 2nd. Originally, Imbolc was celebrated individually by towns or homesteads as the lambing season came to their holdings, as Tatiana said earlier. Now we have an activity with Tatiana. Okay, I'm trying to hide my drink from my cat. He's too close to it. That's my kitten. Yep. Okay, activity uh, that I have today is for intention setting. 
and this should be done on the eve of in-bulk. All you'll need is a pot with fresh soil, some seeds that require scoring, such as beans or a moonflower vine, for example. And scoring is using either a knife or some sandpaper to soften or make an easier way for the seed to grow out of its hard coating. Milk, just enough to cover the seeds in a small dish and a little extra, a small dish or bowl, and a small amount of honey. Begin by preparing your pot and soil to be planted. Next, think of your intention that you would like to see come to fruition in the coming year. Take the seeds of choice and begin to score them. As you do so, invite Breed to bless them. Blessed Goddess Breed, Mother of the Milking Time, bless these seeds that my intent may shine. Then take your seeds and let them soak in the milk overnight. Leave out some extra milk mixed with honey as an offering. The next day, take the seeds and bury them appropriately in the prepared soil. Pour any remaining milk into the soil. Care for them tenderly and diligently so that they may bring your intention to life. So mote it be. Smib! She's, Smib. she's making faces at me, sticking her tongue out at me, guys. Well, you said it was too serious. Ooh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> We're being too serious. We are being too serious. All right, so activity two, talking about activity two, connecting with your inner child. This should be done any of the days of in bulk, either alone, but preferably with friends. Now you'll want some cheese, some bread, and some milk. This is going to be your wine and cakes because we're tapping into that childhood time and actual wine and cakes might be a little too adult for that. <laughs> Start by casting circle, calling in the quarters, and inviting the god and goddess. After the circle has been cast, sit in a circle with friends or in the middle of the circle if you're solitary and reminisce about what you used to like to do as a child just talk about it between yourselves and list out the things that you used to do that you used to love let that energy build up then pick something out of that list of things you used to do and say out loud that you will do it let everyone share their chosen activity as things wind down, pass around the bread, cheese, and milk, recognizing the child in everyone. As you release the energy you've built, say this chant once. By this our deed, let our minds be freed, to see what the child self saw, wonder, curiosity, and awe. Close the circle. Make sure that you do your chosen activity within the next couple of weeks. I really like that just because of the aspect of innocence that it touches on. I love that childlike imagery. It just, it resonates with me. I, I like it. Maybe we'll have to do it sometime. Yeah, definitely. All okay. Right. Well, I'm going to introduce Sylvia this week is doing our special of, instead of tarot, she's going to do an oracle for us. Yeah. I picked from the Wisdom Trees Oracle. It's one that I really appreciate and I really love. I do too. I, I, we both have the deck mm -hmm. and we have it in our notes who it's by. It is a really awesome deck. It is. The card that I picked was the white mulberry. Now this is a tree that's over in the Orient in China. The picture shows a tree hanging over a loom with a yin yang symbol on a blue background woven into the fabric. This card is about harmony and balance. I also see hard creative work and communication. 
Its fruits are used to nourish the body, cleanse the liver, and helps chi flow freely through the body. This is a time to talk with others to achieve a sense of peace and harmony. As always, such things take work, but as the card shows, you have everything you need with you to complete the task. This may be a transformative time in your relationship. Don't fret. You transform yarn into a beautiful tapestry, and so the threads of your friendship will be transformed into something more, maybe closer or with better boundaries. Regardless, it will be work. Don't forget to take care of yourself and the balance of your own being in all of this. Today, I want you to just focus on the balance between moving forward and staying still. Right now, it is still winter time, still rest, but soon the balance will tip and it will be time to go forward with our plans and activities. Be mindful of your own cycles, and when that balance tips, be ready to move and grow. I really love that. Thank you. All right, guys, please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you found us. As always, we have the references in our episode notes. Well, I am Tatiana saying goodbye for now. And I'm Sylvia saying so long, and thank you for writing with us. This has been Powered Powered by by Magic. Magic. Thank you, guys. Thank you.